the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense, and live on YouTube at uh, LarryRosenthal.tv. You can see Larry Rosenthal in person, our financial and retirement expert. If you'd like to go there now, we're live on, of course, Sirius XM and on WAVA in the Washington, D.C. area. Glad to have you aboard, and welcome to you too, Larry. How are you? Well, good morning, Chris, and how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. We missed you last week, but it's good to see you again. I mean, a little vacation doesn't hurt you, yes, anybody, sir. right? Little time no, off. every once in a while I need some time off, right? Yeah, it's a good thing, you That's know. That's right. Well, while you were Re- gone, recharge were, the engines. While you were gone, they were doing early voting, uh, and so I wanted to make sure that I wrote you in on the ballot. So Larry Rosenthal for president. At least you got one vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but that's not going to happen. Never will. Oh, okay. No way. All right. Not at all. You know. So, in light of of election season, you know, um, you know this this week on the show and everything, I thought we'd just sort of pivot a little bit and turn today's topic away from financial planning and investment and management towards <laughs> a sports show. How's that sound? Huh? Sure. You thought I was going towards the election. Didn't yeah, you? I didn't know where you were going to no, go with that. We're going to make it sports today, right? No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to get the day. You know, I always like to start off Saturday with just welcoming everybody. It's open mic Saturday. I, I love that because it's just it's whatever subjects you want to talk about. Feel free to to give us a ring with any of your financial planning or investment questions, whether it's on what's going on in your retirement plans at work, what's going to happen if taxes change, what's going to happen uh, with the election stuff, what's going to happen, you know, in, in the stock market, do we get more stimulus or not? You know, what are your concerns, your questions, estate planning, insurance needs? Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. It's open mic Saturday. So any subject matter at all, no holes barred here. Feel free to give us a call with any of your questions on anything at all. I always like, I like to also start the show off too, Chris, with you know each week what happens in the mar- what happened in the markets, and then what to look for down the road and around the corner a little bit if we can. <clears throat> you know, the markets have just basically been trading the last well, probably the last ten, fifteen trading days, based off of anticipation of new stimulus, yes or no. The market's been in sort of a W pattern going back and forth, up a few hundred points, down a few hundred points for the last, you know, two, two and a half, three weeks or so. 
And it's mainly based off of clarity of direction. The markets do not like uncertainty at all. We all know that, right? Markets want clarity of direction. They want they want to know what the rules of engagement are. And this stuff going back and forth with, hey, there's going to be stimulus. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. Targeted stimulus. What's it going to be about? You know, all that kind of stuff. And the markets are just trading on that. that, that that's what we're seeing here. And I was talking with a client earlier this week about stimulus you know what does what 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 is it they're trying to accomplish what is it they're trying to do they were asking and and i said listen here's the deal you know with the with the devastating shutdown of the economy as a result of the virus okay there are many many people many many businesses hurting not not only health wise but but financially and the first couple of stimulus packages that came out very quickly, they were very broad stroke in, 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 uh, in scope. They tried to cover as much possible ground of everything to, to support as much as possible. And then the second one did the same thing, but it was a little bit narrower. Okay, And this one here is going to be a little bit more targeted, much more specific to areas of specific need. I think we might end up getting you know, this stimulus package. I don't know if it's going to happen before the election or not, but at some point it probably will. And then more down the road as we continue to see parts of the economy not come back as vibrant or as quickly as other parts. But the packages will be more narrow in scope and more specifically targeted to specific need and not try to have so much excess involved with it. And that's that's part of what's going on. And when you take a look at, at in times of crisis, government, specifically the Fed, and, and in this case, too, the Treasury, they need to buy, be the buyer and seller or the backstop of last resort to help support and aid things. You know, and remember, too, this is not a, a mismanagement of, of you know certain business conditions it's not a mismanagement of uh, of management you know <laughs> mismanagement of management there it makes a lot of sense but it's not mistakes on management this is a this is a virus this is a health issue and we need to make sure people are safe and healthy and we also need to to keep the economy moving forward too as well so lots of different scenarios going on with with all of that well I so. hope they I hope they kind of keep small business in mind because it seems like small business is the backbone of our economy I'm hoping they're kind of with that stimulus package I'm Hoping there'll be some help for them as well. That's where the majority of it has been aimed. Yeah, you with know, this paycheck in, protection in, in, and all that. Sure, in all the rounds, absolutely. You know, it, it definitely it has been, and and it's going to continue to be. And and you know, we just got to wait and see how it all plays out. You know, it's one day at a time. But but all of this conversation right here, Chris, all of this relates back to, you know, what's happening in the market with your investments and your portfolios and how do you go about anticipating what's going to happen you know are you in making investments based off of anticipated stimulus passing hmm. packages that's not why no. are you making investments based off of what your needs are based off of your your long and short term goal ranges your 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 risk levels your income needs you know all of that t tax preferences all of that type of type of stuff you know by that's the stars the or flipping a coin doing. and something like that that's about how I do my investments you know well yeah I think you do a little <laughs> bit better than that brother okay um but anyway, you know, so 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 these these are a lot of the open-ended questions that, that that have been floating around for several days now, you know, as well as the election stuff and 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 things like that, and and you know, it, it, we, we just got to wait and see what happens with the stimulus. You know, meanwhile, there are other parts of the globe that are starting to come back 
people that got affected with the virus earlier than we did, they're starting to come back, their economies. But we're also seeing other waves of, of more 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 um, uh, reported cases, mm -hmm. I guess you would call it, yeah, uh, happening not only here but around the globe as well. And so, you know, we really need to be sort of uh, aware of, of it all, be smart, but at the same time need to make sure you stay true to your investment decisions. I was talking with a client earlier today, and, 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 and we were not, – not today, but earlier this week – and and he was asking me some questions to ask to tell one of his friends and i said you know you you need to ask him based off of everything you said you need to ask him what your buy sell decision process is and that's one of the things that we're going to talk about today is what your buy sell decision process is you know when when you're looking at a stock or a mutual fund or etf or whatever it may be and you, and you really like it now how long do you keep it <laughs> when do you buy it what's your entry point do you make more buys of it if it dips down? You know, what, what's the process that you have to go through? So we'll be talking a little bit about that. Let's go ahead and welcome Linda on the line from Virginia Beach. Good morning, Linda. How can I help you today? Hi. Um, I'm thinking about retiring. I'm a state employee here in Virginia, and uh, I have a 457, and I and between them and my other savings, I've got about 225000 I will make uh, – I have a pension. I'm on the old plan, so I still have a pension. And um, it's about about fourteen hundred dollars a month because I've only worked fifteen. I raised my kids and then went to work, so I only have about fifteen years in, and I'll be sixty-five next year. Uh, and then um, yeah, I've been looking into Medicare and all. that. It's like, oh my gosh, this stuff is scary. <laughs> so, a lot I'm, of change. I just it's a lot of change, and I'm thinking, well, I don't. I I'm a public defender, and I work really, really hard. And it's like I could use a slowing lower pace than my older age. <laughs> but, um, and then I think, well, maybe I should work longer, but I don't want to. <laughs> I just want a little guidance. And um, my 457, they rolled it all over into bonds, so it's no longer in the market, and I don't even know how to change that. Well, so, Linda, a couple of things there. One is on your 457 plan, do you have them – is it signed up for an automatic every time you, you turn a certain age, they rebalance it for you? Is it a pre-programmed right. type of a thing? Yeah, it says you're going to be 65, so we changed it all. Okay, so <laughs> – like, okay. so, I don't yeah, have so, control. So I understand the idea is and, – and it's correct the idea is that – the closer you are in time to needing your money, the more conservative those dollars need to be positioned, okay? But not necessarily right. all of them because you still need money when you're 70 and 80 and 95 years old to continue to outpace taxes and inflation for growth at the same time. So we need to take a look at all of your investment choices there as well as the makeup of these bonds that are inside your 457 plan simply because – you know there are bonds that are that are that are high credit quality and bonds that are low credit quality and in today's environment with the low credit quality bonds I, we can get a little bit nervous about some of those uh, because, you know, depending on where they're backed in, in what industry, you know, energy or airlines and things like that, we might not have as stable uh, bonds there. So we need to sort of take a deep dive into that. But then, but then to sort of spin it around and, and answer your ultimate question of, you know, hey, you know, basically you're, you're, you're sort of saying, am I ready? How do I know if I'm ready? I want to send you out our financial planning toolkit. And basically, Linda, it's going to draw a line in the sand, and, and it's going to say, you know, hey, if you keep doing what you've been doing, where will you be down the road? And it's going to give you opportunity 
to, to really pick the day you want to retire or the day you want to slow down, and we can sort of tweak it around in sort of a, of, of a model of a cash flow retirement plan for you. That's really what I see that we need to do for you is, is, to, is to go ahead and do that. And then uh, we'll have one of our advisors reach out to you and, and step you through it and, and sort of give you some guidance to answer some of your, uh, you know, your more personal questions that you might want to go through on the air, like is, you know, what are your monthly expenses? versus your income that's coming in. You know, you've got the VRS retirement system. You've got the 457 plan. Uh, you know, you're going to get some Social Security. You might work part-time, you know, things like that versus your monthly expenses. That's really the math that we have to take a look at. Uh, and then also, do you want to stay in your same house? You know, do you want to sell your house one day, uh, move to a different place, uh, downsize, whatever it is that you might, might want to do? So basically, we need to make sure that your income capabilities are going to be larger than what your monthly expenses are if you decide to retire tomorrow. That's the math that we have to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me go ahead and put you on hold, Linda, and Bob will get some, some uh, basic contact information from you, and we'll have someone reach out to you next week with that financial planning toolkit, okay? Thank you for your help. Absolutely. You stay stay well. Enjoy the beach this weekend. Let me put you on hold here. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions. Again, I'd like to continue to welcome our longtime listeners on WAVA uh, 105.1 FM in the D.C. Baltimore area, as well as our, our now we can call them our longtime listeners too, Chris. It's been a couple years or so on Sirius XM nationwide, mm -hmm. coast to coast and border to border on Sirius XM channel 131, the family channel. So uh, we're going to, I see we got to take a quick break here. Let's keep those phone lines open. Give us a ring. It's open mic Saturday. Any questions you may have at all, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. It's 2020, and there are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's the cdfi.org your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community go to the cdfi.org make a difference go to the cdfi.org
you've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Appreciate you joining us. If you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. That's 855-767-3123. And you can see us on YouTube here at www.LarryRosenthal.tv. Larry? Sure, Chris. That's exciting. You know, we're uh, getting a lot of people to to follow it on YouTube and watch it. Uh, Subscribe when you're out there, too, by the way, if you wouldn't mind. That'd be great. Sure. Awesome. You know how to do all that stuff, right? I just uh, I just talk. <laughs> I push the buttons and you do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There great you go. great partnership here. Yep. <laughs> so hey, I do have an announcement coming up here. You know, we we did a whole series of webinars in May and June this year on on uh, thing and just uh, on you know the investments the, the the markets the economy and and things like that and just a tremendous response from people all around the nation lots and lots of people and and we were able to help out uh, many many people with all of this and we're opening up our our webinar series again here we're going to be doing one in in december that's going to be the first week in december uh, we don't actually we actually don't have it on our website right now. We just uh, finished it all up just the other day and just didn't have time to put it on there yet. But it'll be up there next week, and it's going to be basically everything you want to know about Roth IRAs. Plus, also you can come and see Larry Rosenthal in a Santa Claus suit, right? There you go. Yep. Ho ho ho. Right. <laughs> ho ho ho. <laughs> um, yeah. So so uh, beginning in December, we're going to be doing that, and then we're going to be announcing different classes throughout uh, you know 2021 too. So lots of webinars there. You can go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com, and sign up for them right there. Uh, but they're they're not up there right now. They'll be up there next week. Uh, but it's going to be everything you want to know about Roth IRAs. It's going to be the first week in December coming up after the election and Thanksgiving. So uh, we'll be kicking it off in December there. And uh, because, you know, it's important, there's a lot of people that are going to be wondering if the election changes, if they should be converting to, not if the election changes, but if the administration changes, if they should be doing Roth conversions now in 2020 versus 2021. So would you have your finger on the... taxes change. Sorry. Would you have your finger on the sell button or the buy button uh, come election day? Yes. Okay. You just don't share which one it's (laughs) going to be yet, right? You know, you just you you know this this is a great question, Chris, and and we get this question. We've been getting it a lot, and and here's the answer to this question. It's really a no answer. It's a wait and see answer, hmm. because if if you know if if uh, President Trump can wins reelection again and Congress is made up of all Republicans, that's one scenario. If Congress is made up of all Democrats, that's another scenario. And and if it's split, that's a third scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay, if if uh, vice former Vice President Joe Biden wins and Congress is all Democrat, that's a completely different scenario versus if it's all Republican or or split as well. And you really have to stop and see. You know, if if Vice President Biden wins, then and Congress is Republican. There's a good chance he's not going to be able to change tax law. Uh, if Congress is split, there's a good chance he's not going to be able to change tax law. 
uh, you know, things like that. So, so what about know, these executive orders people keep talking about? Is you that, can't change tax law well, with executive with orders. No. no, but you can no, do all you, kinds of other stuff. As you can do all kinds of other things. That's correct. Right. And, you know, executive orders for multiple past administrations has been getting larger and more broader, you know. And I wonder if that's that's an issue. But anyway, yeah. that's another another story for another show. You know, uh, that's not our. I show. always sort of tip you that way, and you kind of yes, get to the. Yeah, I'm pulling you back. Yep, pulling you back there. You know, but but stop and think about this here. So so you know we we've managed money in the back half of of Ronald Reagan, then Bush, then Clinton, then Bush, then Obama, and Trump now, and we've seen administrations change in and out. We've seen policy change in and out. And, and it just, it just you know, we need to understand where our investments are right now under current fiscal and monetary policy. And if, if fiscal policy changes, that may dictate that you need to change some of your investments. If monetary policy changes, which is the operations of the Federal Reserve, then obviously you've got to change things because you never want to fight the Fed, right? And, and there's a lot of big, different scenarios happening right now with both people that are trying to seek the White House when it comes to economic ideology. You know, we're going to talk finance in this office, in this show here, all the other issues, you know, military, health care, social issues, all that. That's, that's for other shows. We're not going there. You know, but, but on, on finance here, you still need to understand. Think about it right now. It's a gr great analogy. Right now the World Series is going on, right? And, and uh, you know, if the baseball batter is standing there in the batter's box and, and he knows what pitch is coming, he has a greater chance of hitting that baseball. But if he does not know what pitch is coming, he's got a much less chance of hitting that baseball, right? And if you can sit down and say, okay, fiscal policy is now this and monetary policy is now that, that gives you an educated position on where you should be investing your dollars whether it's domestically in different sectors of the economy or if it's broad around the world in different sectors. You know, look at, look at frontier nations. Where people are going, well, what's that? That's exactly right. Frontier nations, you know, Vietnam, you know, uh, different places like that, you know, all different places around the world. Money will seek its place on the planet that, get, that it gets its best risk-adjusted return, Chris. That's what's good. That's what always has happened, and that's what will continue to happen. You know, now I'm not saying set up these offshore accounts that you see in the movies or anything like that. That's not right. You know, but there are mutual funds that go around the world and ETFs and stocks and things like that as well. And you just need to understand what your buy-sell decision process is on everything and take a look at what you understand is happening in fiscal and monetary policy scenarios. You know, I did a webinar in June on this subject. On talking about the buy-sell decision process, taking a look at monetary policy and fiscal policy. You know, there's a process to go through with all of this stuff, a non-emotional process, right? You know, you think about that, again, the World Series, that baseball batter standing there in the batter's box, and if he's all messed up and emotional and stuff, he's going to be tight and he's going to choke and not make a good swing. But if he's relaxed and he's been there before and he understands what to do and he understands his role right now, he's able to do it with, with, without making um, mistakes. That's like the panic sells, right? If you're selling in a panic situation, uh, if you've got a little more experience under your belt, you realize, well, it's going to come back up. And as you always say, and this is a Larry, 
Rosenthalism, if you will. It's not, uh, you know, it's not in and out of the market. It's how long you stay in the market. Isn't that, isn't that what you always say? Or something? Yeah, it's, it's not a, market timing. It's time in the market. That's basically. what you say. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's also different things too. You know, I mean, if you can see, if you see. A, a you know if, if you wake up in the morning and the newspaper says hey the the the, the economics of the country is tipping towards a recession and you go oh i'm just going to ignore that i'm going to research and and look at all the facts and go yeah i'm going to ignore that well guess what every recession that we've ever been in since 1926 we've always come out of it right yep but if you see economic conditions aligning in such a way that you're going, hey, you know what? We could move into a recession, and you say, well, well eventually we'll come out of it because you will. You always have. Then you have the choice of saying, you know what? Let me try and reposition some things now to make it less worse in my portfolio versus riding it all the way down and all the way back up again. So those are, the, those are the scenarios right there. And that's not market timing. That's more of a strategic type of a, of a rebalance, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, market timing is, okay, you know, there's good news coming out on Monday. Let's get loaded up on Friday <laughs> at the close and, and wait. And then Monday we're going to jack this thing up and, and get a good ride. And Wednesday it looks like bad news is coming out, so we're out Tuesday at the close. You know, that's just Risky. not good. That's better. <laughs> that's that's you'd have more fun in Vegas, I think. Yeah. You know that that's not the right way to go about doing it. But you know, when you take a look at all of this, it's important to understand there is change. There's always change. There's change monetarily, fiscally tax, all kinds of stuff, interest rates, mm-hmm. and a lot of times those present opportunities, uh, you know, but they also do create issues on uh, one side or the other, too. So make sure you understand what you own. Make sure you understand what your buy-sell decision process is. You know, we, we, we offered a few weeks ago, and I'll just throw it out there right now. My, my staff probably will <laughs> will uh, uh, twist your arm. That's what they'll get a little busy. But if you want, we, we'd be happy to give you a risk-adjusted analysis on your portfolios. Nice. Just give us a call this week at 855-ROSE-123 or call the radio show right now, 855-ROSE-123. We've got a couple lines open. If you want to get a free risk analysis adjust, uh, uh, you know, uh, analysis on your portfolio, be more than happy to, 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 to show you how to go about doing that. We'll have someone work with you on all of that, too, as well. You know? So this sort of brings me to, to a question today that I wanted to speak about, which is tax-deferred money. How does tax-deferred money work, Where and, and how does it come out? And there's a lot of people out there with annuities, and I want to talk specifically about that. You can have an annuity. The product of an annuity can be either an IRA type, a traditional IRA type. It can be a Roth IRA type, or it can also be a non-IRA type. No matter what it is, all three of those, because it's in the product shell of an annuity, it's all going to grow tax deferred. So you can have a a non-IRA pile of money sitting inside an annuity, and since it's in the annuity, whether it's a fixed, variable, indexed, whatever it is, the rules inside the annuity are that money grows compound interest tax deferred. 
When it comes out, it does not come out at capital gains. It comes out at ordinary income taxes, okay, which is the highest tax rate. It's higher than capital gains, at least right now under the current tax code it is, okay? So, so you know, people are talking about, I, I've seen this in the financial press here, you know, what about taxes and things like that and tax-deferred money? How does it come back out? You know, it, it just all depends on, on the product that it's in and the origination of how the money goes into the account will dictate how the money comes back out again. Which also brings up the question, too, a lot of people don't understand about the taxation in tax-free municipal bonds, okay? Can you pay taxes on tax-free municipal bonds? Well, that's kind of counterintuitive to the name. Well, the answer is yes. Tax-free yeah. municipal bonds can be taxed to you. Hmm. So why okay? do you call them tax-free? Well, the interest is tax-free. Uh, if you put $10,000 into a municipal bond, and you let's just suppose, just to do math easy, it's paying 4%, okay? You know, that $400 is going to be tax-free to you. Now, it's going to be federal tax-free, or it could be state and local as well, depending on the origin of the bond, Right. So it's all 100% tax-free in this scenario. But what happens if you put the $10,000 into the bond and, and two years later you decide to sell it and that bond is now worth $10,500? So you've appreciated $500 of capital. That bond will then, you'll have to pay capital gains on that $500 of growth. And a lot of people don't understand that. But that is true. That is how a municipal bond can actually end up costing you money in taxes, which is a good thing, by the way, because you've received all this tax-free income throughout these years, right? But at the same time, now you've got a tax-free or, or you've got a capital gain inside the bond when you go ahead and sell it. So, hey, give us a ring with any of your financial planning or investment questions, estate planning, whatever it may be today at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. be more than happy to take any of your questions at all. It's open mic Saturday. We're going to take a quick break here. Again, 855-ROSE-123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401K plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives.
You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. I have some lines available for you if you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. And if you'd like to join us on YouTube, www.LarryRosenthal.tv. Larry. Sure, Chris. So we, we, we've got so many subjects to talk about here. And, and you know, coming in the studio this week, I was thinking to myself, what are we going to be talking about? And, and just, you know, what, what, what's, what's, a, what's, yeah, what's timely, I guess, we could talk about, right, with, with the markets and, and all of that. And a lot of, you know, things are getting worried about, you know, what is the buy-sell decision process on investments, Basically, and we we talked a little bit about that at the top of the show today. You know, what is going to make your decisions to buy and sell going forward if policy changes and stuff like that. And so when you take a look at, at how money gets managed from time to time, there's tactical and strategic rebalancing and there's passive and active investing. And so when you – let's just take a look at the difference here between passive and active investing. Let's just take a, a garden variety mutual fund, <clears throat> okay? So a mutual fund can be either active or passive. A mutual fund that is active has a fund management team where they're doing buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, you know, throughout the course of the year, trying to produce the best return for that goal of that mutual fund. Whereas a passive mutual fund is probably not going to do a lot of buy and selling. It's probably just going to be aimed at a specific index, like it might buy the Russell Small Cap Index or the S&P 500 Index or things like that. Okay? So the question becomes, when is it good to have passive investments and when is it good to have active investments? And what about the cost, by the way, the hidden expense ratios inside the mutual funds? You know, so so is one better than the other? And the answer is yes. But the question is, when is one better than the other? And the answer is nobody knows until it's all in your rearview mirror. Right. So for several years now, actually, well, I can't I can't say several years, but for the last handful of years, active management has actually outperformed passive management in certain sectors. So so what is your makeup of your investments that you have? You know, when you take a look inside your portfolios, now I'm just talking about mutual funds right now. We'll talk about ETFs and UITs and stocks and things like that later if we have time this morning. <clears throat> but when you take a look at what's inside your mutual fund, is it a passive mutual fund? In other words, are you just indexing only or do you have an active team buying and selling on your behalf? You know, when, when the markets are going straight up, an index sometimes an index or passive mutual fund sometimes outperforms active management on the other side when the markets come down they usually lead the way down okay so so what is your philosophy you know we believe that we should have a combination of both and that's what we do in our client portfolios we we carry some passive mutual funds and some active mutual funds and we've seen pros and cons of both over the years but we've noticed something that's pretty interesting 
okay, over the years. And this is, this is very, very interesting to follow. And people don't understand the, 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 the cost benefit of this. But a lot of times when you find a, a, an active mutual fund manager, Okay, uh, who 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 stays a little bit away from the S and P. In other words, the further away you get from the S and P 500, the little bit more you tend to want to move towards active management, uh, because digging into stocks that are you know overseas in in Africa and and in Vietnam and things like that. Do you have the research to do that? Do you trust those indexes? You know, so so my point is that your portfolio should probably be made up of a combination of both passive and active funds, and that gives you some price reduction and a little bit overall uh, better management capabilities when it comes to all of that. Now, the flip side of that is now you could have management error. What happens if your mutual fund manager doesn't do well that year, right? And you're going, well, you know what, he, he or she didn't do so well that year, and that's where the advisor comes in and says, you know what, you're fired, you're out of here, we're <laughs> flipping over to this place. You right? get an F on your report card, thank you very much. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, so you know, this, this whole thing here of, of just, you know, set it and forget it doesn't necessarily play out a lot of times. And, yes, you want to stay invested in the markets, but you also want to make sure that you have very high-quality investments. And, and that goes to the rating and the grading of the different types of investments, you know. For example, you take a look at, at a lot of 401K plans out there or even the government TSP out there. They're very limited in scope as to what you can invest in. And, and remember, it's the, it's the asset class selection that makes up the investment outcome for you not necessarily the fund itself. It's, the, it's putting the money in the right asset class. What's going on today in the market? You know, when you take a look at the difference between value investing and growth investing, you know, we're in a low GDP environment, low interest rate, low inflation. That bodes well for growth stocks, not necessarily your value stocks. And you can see it playing out in the marketplace. You know, the value stocks are still negative for the year, whereas growth stocks are positive. So what's inside your 401K? You know, we're more than happy to give you an analysis. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. And also stay tuned for next week. We'll be putting it up on our website. We'll be doing everything you want to know about Roth IRAs, but we're sort of afraid to ask. We'll be doing that webinar coming up uh, the first week in December. So we'll have our sign-ups ready for that, for that next week. We're very excited about this there's actually some been some changes here uh, with some uh, bankruptcy ruling with Roth IRAs and things like that so um, we're going to be uh, shedding some light on some stuff here that that uh, hopefully doesn't doesn't uh, pay attention to or, or doesn't play out for many people obviously uh, but but at the same time a lot of different information have come out on Roth IRAs some rule changes and stuff like that so we're going to do an updated one and the purpose of us doing the Roth IRA scenario the first week in December here this webinar mm -hmm. is because if tax laws do look like they could change based off of the election then we won't make make sure people understand how to go about doing these conversions in 2020 you know so it's going to be a very timely scenario and if the administration doesn't change then it's all the more power to to take advantage of why you should be putting money into Roths and converting anyway even in a lower tax rate that we're in right now between now and 2026 when it when it goes back up again so lots of information coming up on everything you want to know about Roth IRAs the first week in December there hey give us a ring at 855 rose 123 that's 8 
855-767-3123. We're going to take a quick break here and we'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. Nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Gee whiz, Larry. You know, when you're thinking about all the different changing landscapes, you know, there's a lot of fear out there with regards to COVID. There's, you know, people concerned about their jobs. There's there's lots of things to be concerned about, but sometimes they're they're looking in the wrong direction for answers, right? You should be looking more towards the Lord, I would think. Absolutely, Chris, always. You know, no matter what happens in the election, the Lord's still coming back. That's right. You know, and, and <coughs> excuse me, you know, even in Second Chronicles um, 7.14, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face mm-hmm. and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal, heal their land. I love the Michael Card song uh, that goes along with that particular scripture. Excellent, excellent scripture. I love that one. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, think about that. And, and you know, the, the government is not the answer, no matter who's in the White House, right? <laughs> that's right. Jesus is. And, and that's, that's the deal. Yeah. So, so, you know, let's keep our eyes focused where they need to be focused. And kind of go from there. So, um, but anyway, I know during the break you said you had a question to me on Roth IRAs. Well, you know, the, yeah, when you're doing these conversions that you talk about all the time, from a standard to a to a Roth IRA, in those conversions, there's this. Is there a nesting period of again another five years that you have to wait before you can get that money out? Well, there's there's something called ordering rules on conversions. So there's there's a couple of different ways that you can put money into Roth IRAs, Chris. One is a contribution. And if you're just going to contribute money into a Roth IRA, then in order for you to get the tax-free benefit coming out of the Roth IRA, <coughs> excuse me, um, the money has to be inside there for five years or to age 59 and a half, whichever is longer. But you're limited. Okay. You're limited in what you can contribute in a year's time. What is it, seven thousand or something like that? Is it's it? yes. It's sixty-five hundred for uh, or seven thousand if you're fifty and over in the year of your contribution. Correct. So so now if you have um, and then it's sixty-five hundred below that. So if you're forty-nine or younger, sixty-five hundred. 50 and over, 7,000. So now that's the limit on your contribution. But if you wanted to talk about a conversion, 
where you take money that's in your traditional IRA and convert it over to your Roth IRA, then then that's unlimited. You know, there used to be an income limit of $100,000, including the conversion income, but that got taken off the shelf in 2010, which is a good thing. It's unlimited, so, but you still have to wait to retrieve it if you're nearing retirement or in retirement as far as distributions are concerned, right? I mean, you can have yes. a boatload of money. You can have a boatload of money in a SEP IRA, for example, and you wanted to convert that to your Roth. You could go ahead and do that, but then you have to wait if you need to get that money back. Is that what you're saying? You do, but if the Roth IRA has already been opened and established, then it's already seasoned. So if it's seasoned and you have money in a different bucket and you convert it into the to the Roth IRA, you get that Roth IRA has been open for 10 years, then you can pull that money back out without having to wait another five years? So there's, there's what they call ordering rules? Yeah, I guess I didn't understand what you meant by that. Yeah, so each conversion is going to carry a five-year bucket of time. That's what I thought, yeah. Yes. Okay, each conversion will carry a five-year bucket of time. So now if you stop and think about this here for a second, let's take a look at how best to use the tax law in a Roth conversion scenario. What was the purpose? Let's go back to the origin of the Roth IRA. Why was the Roth IRA invented to begin with? It was invented, I think, in 97 under uh, Clinton. Clinton needed to raise taxes, and he didn't want to raise taxes, but he needed to get more revenue into the Treasury, so they created the Roth IRA. And basically they said, you know, look, this is how much money is out there in traditional IRAs. If we can get people to convert a piece of that, look at all the revenue that's going to come in. And they sweeten the pot by saying, you know, look, we'll give you four years to pay the taxes on this money. So they got so many so so many people voluntarily stood up and raised their hand and converted from traditional IRAs over to Roth IRAs and they took them 4 years to pay the taxes. President Clinton didn't need to, did not need to raise taxes. Again in 2010 President Obama needed to raise taxes, but he didn't. You know what he did instead was he simply he simply said, "I'm going to give you 2 years on a Roth conversion if you do that." And a lot of people ran out again and converted from traditional IRA over to Roth and took two years to pay the taxes on it. So somewhere down the road, an administration is going to need to raise taxes again, and they may give another sweetener that says, hey, if you do a Roth conversion this year, we might give you three years to, to pay the taxes on it. Who knows? So that, that was the idea behind the Roth IRA. So now if we stop and think about this, let's suppose that you're in a 24% a bracket right now, and let's suppose there's $50,000 of, of, of income that if you make more than 50000 over what you're currently making, that'll push you up into the next 33% bracket, right? Okay? So, so what happens if you do series of little conversions? Let's suppose you've got a million dollars in your traditional IRA, and you're, let's say you're, you're 65 years old, and you say, you know what? I want to convert $40,000 a year for 10 years. That keeps you in the same tax bracket, Right? without pushing you up to a higher tax bracket, but now you've essentially created $400,000 into a Roth IRA plus the earnings on it. So from 75 through, you know, 95 or whatever, right, you can start enjoying tax-free income off of that money, plus the money will pass to your heirs 100% tax-free as well. So there's a way to go about using this, and we'll be demonstrating this in our, in our webinar in December. So, so there's a way to go about using the advantages of the tax code using Roth IRA conversion strategies. And what ends up happening is most people end up doing what we call series of little conversions each year. 
instead of doing one big lump sum conversion, they end up doing series of little conversions each year. Just to that, avoid the tax bit hit, hit, right? You're not avoiding the tax hit. You're what you're doing it, yeah. is you're managing the tax liability. Think about this, Chris. You know, you used a SEP example a little while ago. You know, somewhere down the road, somebody put money, so, somewhere back in time, you know, several years ago, people put money into their SEPs, their traditional 401ks, IRAs, and things like that. They probably put it into it maybe in a 35% tax bracket. Maybe today, because the tax rates are lower, they're sitting in a 24% tax bracket. So you got a 35% tax deduction to put the money in, and if you pull it out today, you're pulling it out in a 24% tax rate. You're winning on just simply the tax arbitrage. Mm -hmm. Why would you not look at doing that? Makes sense. Right? That makes a tremendous amount of sense. Then you also have to take a look at, you know, the debate. Let's bring the panel in on the debate, right? So let's march 100 financial advisors right here into the studio from around the country and ask them this question. Should you convert? And the first third are going to tell you never convert because you're paying an unnecessary early tax. Don't convert. Mm -hmm. Take your tax money that you should have, that, that you were going to send to the IRS and invest it, right? Then the second third are going to say always convert because taxes will go up in the future, right? And then the next third are in my camp. I like money on both sides. Okay, I like people to put money into Roth, and I like people to have money pre-tax, and that's the way a lot of our clients end up doing it. Okay, and it depends. It's one at a time. It's one household at a time. It depends on your tax liability today, as well as where you're going to be down the road and what it all looks like from there. Hmm. You know, now when you're when you're talking about uh, taxes going up in the future, I can pretty much guarantee this. You know, over the next 35, 40 years, taxes will go up and down. They will. That's what they've always done, okay? I've always heard taxes only go up. They're always going to go up. You know what? They do, but they also come back down again. They go up and down with different policies and different administrations. They take away deductions. They give deductions. All different scenarios, right? Bottom line is, though, that, that there's a greater belief that taxes will go up larger in the future, Okay, and you know now you take a look at at the what happened in December with the Secure Act that that went through, right? This this is a big big game changer when it comes to our beneficiaries. We also did a webinar on this in June, and really enlightened a lot of people. The educated investor is really going to understand very quickly the importance. Of, of making sure that they have the right amount and right type of life insurance in place because mm. of the SECURE Act that went through because it took away the lifetime tax advantage stretch of the IRA for people. And, and now those, those dollars have to come out and be taxed with, with, uh, at the longest period of time of 10 years. So there's a lot involved with all of this, and, and that's why we're going to attack this Roth IRA scenario in our webinar uh, in, in December. Um, whether or not there's a change in, in, in administration or not, because we also want people to realize that, you know, once 2021 flips over, once the calendar flips over in 2021, right, you lose the year 2020 to make a conversion. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, so, so if you're sitting down with your advisor or whatever in February of 2021 and, and, and he or she's going, yeah, well, we should convert, and, you, and you're going, 
Shouldn't we have done it in 2020 also so we get another year of it? <laughs> that's a tough answer to say, yeah, you should have. So that's why we want to roll this thing out in December. That's what, um, something I never really understood is how when you look at your Roth IRA, you have two years during the year if you haven't filled it up from the last year to be able to contribute. I never understood why you have both options. No, two different things. Two different things. Okay. You're talking about contributions. Exactly, yeah. It's an IRA. So you have until tax filing deadline to put money in April. for the prior yeah. year. But on a conversion, that's calendar year to calendar year. Oh, interesting. Okay. So if you want to make a conversion in 2020, that conversion has to take place before December 31st. It can't take place in February for the prior year. Mm-hmm. But a contribution can take place in February for a prior year. Gotcha. But the conversion can't. And so, so that's why you know we, we have a spreadsheet that we work with clients on, on people that are doing series of little conversions. And we manage each and every year work with their CPA, their taxes, and all that kind of stuff. And it's really important to take a good, good solid look at it uh, because, you know, at the end, they're coming for the money one way or the other. And if we can minimize the exposure, it's a good thing. There, just, lock, just lock the front door. Don't let them in. <laughs> there you go. They'll Don't answer you. the door. They won't even answer the door. They just take it, right? <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, hey, give us a ring at 855 Excuse me, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our newsletters. Follow us and like us on Facebook. And, again, we'll be, we'll be putting up there next week our sign-ups for our December, first week in December webinar on everything you wanted to know about Roth IRAs. We've got all the material ready to roll out, and it's going to be a great, timely event, well, no matter the results of the election or not, uh, to, to really start managing this, this question going forward. And, and uh, you know, so, again, go to visit our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up in, uh, for our newsletter. Like us there and follow us on Facebook as well. We're going to take a quick break here, Chris. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've heard oftentimes about asset allocation. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. We need to understand tax allocation. The IRS views our money through four different tax lenses. Taxable, tax-deductible and deferred, non-deductible and deferred, tax-exempt, or tax-free. Stop for a moment and think. How much money have you saved up in your retirement plans, place the money that's never been taxed? Here's the rule on that. You control 100% but you only own 65% of it. We need to make sure that our income in retirement years is tax efficient to maintain your standard of living. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rose. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now. 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. 
Well, Larry, we just uh, got about half a minute before we start our music here, and the show has gone pretty fast here today. I know you got some things coming up that you want to tell people about. I do, yeah. First, go to go to our website if you like. Uh, click off a, a newsletter to uh, sign up for our newsletter. It's free. It, we send out you know educational information. Follow us and like us on Facebook. We send out information there as well. And if you want to sign up for our financial planning toolkit, we have sent out thousands and thousands of these over the years to help people. It basically draws a line in the sand and gets gets everything together for you to start building that financial plan that that you that you need to to really manage your account. You you know manage your your cash flow, your goals, your your investments towards making sure you've got reliable, dependable income streams in the most tax-efficient manner in retirement years. Uh, also does a whole analysis on college funding, estate planning as well. So go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Ask us for our, our uh, financial planning toolkit. We'd be happy to send it out to you next week, no problem at all. So I see we've got some callers coming in here. I'll stay on the studio uh, after the show gets off the air here in just a few seconds. Uh, so give us a ring at 855-ROSE123, 855-767-3123. Next week, we'll have our sign-up list ready for on our website for our Roth webinar in December. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. 